Hi, welcome to the Thinking Podcast by Nutribox. I'm your co-host, Michael Brandt. And this is Jeff Wu. We're here on episode five. So for the first five episodes of the Thinking Podcast, we've been discussing the five axioms of Nutribox. So what are the fundamental things that we hold true about the way we see the world? Today we're on episode five, and our fifth axiom is that a smarter society is a better society. So the idea is that as individuals become smarter and as a system of people, we become smarter, that there are better outcomes across the board. So we're going to discuss that today. Curious to start us off, Jeff, what do you think about a smarter society is a better society? Do we have any data that actually proves this? Yeah. Um, yes, to, to, to put it simply, it's actually very surprising that, you know, IQ Higher IQ is associated with lower mortality. And there are actually dozens of studies across multiple populations that show this. So this uh, Scottish study um, tracking you know, kids from age 11 to you know, age 76. And the results were striking. This was started in 1932. The results are, are, are pretty amazing. So a 15 point IQ advantage translate into a 21% greater chance of survival. So to be precise, a person with IQ 115 is 21% more likely to be alive at age 76 than a person with IQ 100, which is average. So what can explain that, uh, you know, is something that, you know, we're, we're all asking and wondering. And I think there's like three, you know, good hypotheses of how we could explain this, why IQ is associated with, higher IQ is associated with lower mortality. One, uh, Obviously, there's a genetic component with IQ. Uh, there's an interesting twin study that showed, uh, that measured twins growing up in different environments. And a lot of these twins had similar life expectancies and, and health outcomes. And, and that makes sense because a lot of the same uh, genetic predilections for disease or behaviors, you know, some of that is explained by your genetic component. Number two is that if you have higher IQ, um, Potentially, you're optimizing for better health behaviors. You're exercising more, eating healthier. Uh, you know, you, you have a better grasp on reality, if you will. You have a, you're better in tune with how to improve yourself because you have a better understanding of how the world works. And lastly, an interesting hypothesis is that, you know, IQ is, is a way to just measure how well your body functions, right? If you're uh, looking at reaction time or as a, a marker of how efficient your nervous system is, well, there's actually a study that showed that if you actually just look at the reaction time of humans as a reflection of mortality rates, a lot of the IQ effects are diminished and it can be, a lot of it can be explained by how fast you're reacting to things, which is also like a baseline way of how you, potentially how fast you can learn, how fast you can respond to you know, incoming objects or flying cars, whatever. I also know that you've looked at also, also yeah. other interesting studies as yeah. well that sort of, that define, hey, this is not just an opinion that, hey, smarter societies are better for longevity. The, you know, the, I like yeah. to show your, your data as well. Yeah, there's an interesting study by this economist, this uh, this guy called uh, Gagases, and he's in he's from Turkey, and he wrote this paper called economic and cultural correlates of road traffic accident fatality rates and what he did was he looked at how iq and other environmental factors correlate with car accident fatalities what he found was that iq correlated negatively with road traffic accident fatalities and 
uh, he linked to other things too, like, um, you know, how does your income level or how does your degree of stratification in society, how do all these different social factors connect to fatality rates? And one of the most interesting findings he saw was that, uh, was again, that IQ correlates negatively with road traffic accident fatalities. And the idea there is, is that people are able just to organize better. They're able to have better foresight. They understand how systems work. They perhaps have better just raw reaction time. Um, they're better able to foresee different eventualities when you're driving on the road to be able to understand like the seven different things that might happen right, right now. Uh, the faster that your brain is able to compute and the more correctly it's able to compute, the 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 better your chances are for right. surviving. Even things that are not your fault, they'll be better able to anticipate them and respond. Yeah, no, I, I think that's an interesting point. Because I think when, I don't know, no one really talks about, I think it's not obvious to a lot of people that, hey, I think it's a pretty surprising result that, hey, IQ, like this IQ is associated with longer lifespan. Yeah, I think it's, it's surprising because we all know like the overly bookish person who's who's like super smart and like walks into trees or something like they the the person who's who's so smart, so book smart that they don't have street smarts. Right. I think that's maybe a, a counter notion to this idea that a higher IQ might help you to live longer. Right. But and I think in our colloquial definition, especially how we talk about smartness on this podcast and in in general, I think that, you know, IQ is just one measure of how you can measure intelligence. Right. Right. You know, the theory of multiple intelligences, you know, EQ as a counterpart to IQ. Right. I think these are all facets of what it means to be smart. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that there's a lot of things that, that comprise being smart. I think some of the ways to define smart are one might be a, a mastery of self. Another might be a mastery of your environment, uh, a better sense of reality. So these are things where, where IQ might help, right? If you understand complexity, if you understand systems and abstractions, then you might be good at understanding reality. But there's other things, like people are an important part of reality. So having good EQ that makes you smarter, that, that would also be part of the definition of what we would consider smart. So I think that's important and it's worth underlining that like our notion of smart and Nutribox is, is as broad as it can be, right? There's different types of thinking and they're all valuable. Some people are very good at creative thinking. Some people are very good at being organized. Some people are very good at, uh, at complexity. And these are all like different, there's literally different parts of your brain that are firing. Some people are good at, everyone's good at different, everyone is at a different level for all these different types of, of mind that they have within right. their head. And in aggregate, being smarter is going to give you just a more accurate like map of reality in your head and you're going to be better able to figure things out and i would say almost that like a lot of these different intelligences are built on the same underlying like raw cognitive measures yeah right like if you react faster like if i can if my pure reaction time is faster right like i can talk and respond to like your conversation better right. because i'm listening and boom i i know the perfect response to you or you know, I'm looking at, a, you know, a bunch of math equations, boom, I can, you know, react to those right. numbers and those systems and like come up with the right solutions to those systems, right? Like that seems like reflective for both EQ type intelligence, intelligence and IQ type intelligence. Yeah. And like inspection time. Oh, have I seen this pattern before in, in, in physics? Or have I seen this type of personality before in, in, in a society, right? And in, in, in the previous time, this is the interaction I had with someone who's very type A and this this was a scenario 
and this is the interaction I had with someone that's more type B, and this is the outcome. Are those that's like pattern yep. recognition, right? And like playing chess, it's all in playing Go. It's all about yep. pattern recognition. Like, hey, this pattern of uh, sound waves meant meant this thing in physics, and, and I, I think can pull out signal from there. I think this is a really interesting point. This is something we talked about for a while yesterday. At its deepest, at the most core level for EQ and IQ and these different types of being smart, at their most core level, is there really a difference? If the the universe has a finite number of logical relationships and a given domain, we're just you know plugging in nouns. So we're saying like A is part of B or A causes B. There's only a finite number of those such relationships right. that a can exist. A subset of B, yeah. Yeah, A subset of B, um, a cyclical relationship, right? There's a set of these relationships when you look at at a computer system, it's one way. When you look at a social situation, it's another way. But it's still like just your ability to quickly perceive things, to quickly categorize things, to quickly pattern uh, match exists like past solutions. Yeah. And I think I think that it's actually a really good question. I'm curious what people have to think who are listening because I think that you know there's this idea. Hey, like when you're being social, it's more creative than when you're doing math. But I think that's not necessarily true when you actually inspect it because someone who's mathematically bright they're dealing a lot with intuition they've maybe trained for like 10 years 20 years there's a lot of intuition and then there's Create a lot of solution to that physics problem yeah there's very creative and it's the same way that like a very charismatic person might work a room right where there's some like system system it's not yeah. exactly explicit you can't replicate what that person did is doing like you that there's some uh but it's, it's observable right like they have strong eye contact right. like they're like they they can recall right. like hey a certain anecdote inside story that they had five years ago I would say like traditionally like rote type skills right I can memorize like every single interaction I've had with everyone for the last ten years yeah right you can and you can recall that really well hey like maybe this guy seems very smooth he remembers people he right. likes me yeah I think that it, it it blurs it blurs and I think that at its base level these different types of intellect are actually uh, different combinations of the same primitives the same the same primitives which are things like reaction time memory capacity rapid visual information processing that the the core core building blocks of iq and eq it's still it's actually the same and that if you took different people and exposed a, a lot of what what accounts for the differences that people have is just what they've been exposed to and what they practice what they've gotten their 10,000 hours in like right. if you spent 10,000 hours in this domain or that domain you're going to be better at this or that but if you go back in time it seems like any kid any newborn has the potential to be you know top 10% at uh, at EQ right. at reading a room at, at being charismatic or top 10% at uh, at math and, right. and computers Cle yeah. right clearly like, there's some probably some genius encoded in your DNA but you can train a lot of these primitives yeah absolutely and so I think it's a reason for hope when we're saying like uh, better brains for better society that a smarter society works better I think it's good for us to clarify that we mean like all these different types of smart that we actually see them as all very similar uh, like a creative artist is very is more similar to a creative mathematician than different yes. uh, that art and math um, might be very similar so and, and, and then we're, we're seeing like hey when we're saying better better brains for better society it, it stands to reason that things like like the GDP goes up right you have more smart people uh that are contributing to society. And one key thing that, that's interesting there too is I think that uh, a lot of organizations, the people who run them are kind of bandwidth constraining the whole organization. Like the president, 
of the United States or the CEO of a company, like they only have 24 hours in their day and a certain number of things have to go through them. And the more things that they can process at high quality, the better. Like there's always a bandwidth constraint at the top of organizations. Uh, but even at like the, at a restaurant, at, at any there's all these, society is comprised of all these organizations. And I think that if you start having better, uh, the person that runs the corner store better, the person that runs the bus system better, the person uh, you have better journalists. You have all these people uh, who are who bandwidth constrained. Where if they were able to do more, the entire system that they run would work better. Yeah, like these are sort of like central nodes. These yeah, nodes that like block things from moving forward. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of and, and like these that. nodes have high leverage, right? Because like they're sort of blocking multiple people's right you know, path of moving forward of progress. So if you unblock people at these central nodes, yeah, we can improve society better. Yeah. I think one thing that I want to sort of dive deeper into is this notion of like grasping reality better. I think we talked about how if you're smarter, you can understand reality better. And uh, I think it, you know, the, the way I think about that statement is um, it's, if you can understand reality better, you can manipulate it, understand it, and take advantage of it. And as biological systems, all of us, you know, how from a from like an evolution, natural selection perspective, what that means is that you should essentially be able to breed and, and be more healthier yeah. and pass those characteristics I, off to your offspring. I think so if you're smarter, you should understand reality better. And if you can understand reality better, then you should operate in that reality more efficiently. And if you can do so then you should be able to breed and spread your ideas and yeah. spread your genes in, in a more rich and, 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 and populous way. Yeah, I think some just basic examples would be helpful, like the, the idea of a better sense of reality. I think in order to understand reality better, how could you how could you show that that's true? I think look at just classic science, the way that, that science takes place, where if you have a hypothesis, uh, or if you, have, if you have actually a theory and it makes certain predictions, then you can judge the merit of that theory based on how often do those predictions come through. Mm -hmm. So you have like like gravity, the theory of gravity or germ theory, like they make certain predictions of how things are gonna behave in the universe and then we observe those things to come true. So then the theory gets more weight behind it because it's it's been established. So if one person's theory is like, hey, it rains when I do the rain dance and another person's theory is, hey, it rains more when you're in a certain area on this earth and it's For a certain, certain time of season, year right. um, and you just see, hey, who's right more of the time? It, it, that's what we mean by a better sense of reality. There's like things that are going on, like meteorological patterns. And if someone wants to say, hey, no, it's rain gods, cool. Like you can say there's rain gods, but that's not giving, that's a worse sense of reality. I can predict weather better. I can grow more crops. Right. I can feed more of my tribesmen. And, and therefore my offspring will be healthier, right. stronger, and I can take over your tribe, right? It's like a better understanding of reality. I think, I think it's good to, that, that connection is good to see, just like a better uh, perception of what's going on, a better, like deeper resolution. When you're in social context, deeper resolution about what everyone's thinking and feeling and motivations are and the power dynamics of what's going on. Uh, just deeper goggles to see right. into any system that you're that you're part of any scenario that you're part of have a, a deeper understanding of what's really going on uh, and again a good way to test that is to see like how good are the predictions that your mental models that you have for the way the world works how often do your predictions come true right. uh, and the more that they come true 
the better your fitness is, the better your chance of survival, the better when he passes down to your kids, the better they'll survive. Yeah, I, um, I think the better that society does. Right, and I think that opens up like a broader question around like a lot of decisions if they aren't made with you know that sort of systems like you know smart thinking, then they're just making like non-optimal decisions. Right, right. Like if you're if if someone's uh, judgment or perception of the world is like non-logical they have like certain dogmatic beliefs that aren't tied to reality then obviously your decision making is going to be based in some fantasy land right right and i think that explains a lot of potential you know social issues that we have today where like you know there are certain areas of the world where they essentially have like a death cult type thinking around hey if we kill people of a certain country or a race you know we're going to you know get these rewards in the afterlife right and these are not based in reality. There's like no evidence that, hey, killing certain types of people, we're gonna get you, you know, you know, heavenly rewards. And if you have that system as your framework, you can logically be like, okay, and then therefore like doing suicide bombings is, is optimal for me. Um, and that clearly seems like it's a worse society when the base axioms are not tied to reality. Like, and one, you, you're, you're damaging like not just yourself but like society around you and i think what we want to do and what we want to promote is hey let's all have stronger grasps on reality by being smarter and therefore we can create societies that work better for everyone yeah yeah in a measurable way yeah i think i think that that happens a lot i think it's also important to stress that better brains for better society it means a lot of things. There's a lot of ways of affecting that from education to job opportunities to like ways of, that people can express their identity in more meaningful and constructive ways. Um, and then nootropics are also part of this world, right? Where there's basically a lot of things that can affect this system. Like like human enhancement is, is interesting in conjunction with a lot of other things. Yep. And I think that's important to just recognize that we're super pro enhancement we think about it all day every day but we also understand that we're in this like education like we're in a larger system where like education is important in social you know historical context of like you know if certain races or groups are subjugated like you know that's that's another reality constraint on that system yeah and that in general we're long on better brains is a better society the reason that this makes our axiom list is because we think that there's a lot of things that are wrong about the world. Like there's a lot of things that are that are not good. In that, generally, if people are smarter, if people are behaving more rationally, more optimally, uh, if if individuals are more intelligent, then society gets better on so many of these other things. It fixes a lot of the like all these other systems, violence, inequity. Like all these things start getting fixed when you have smarter people across the board. And it's also one of the the very few things that that can be actually fixed in a way it's like a zeroth order solution yeah exactly exactly because without a smart society you can like snipe at certain problems and you're treating the symptom not the core root cause yeah which a lot of it's like hey like again amongst one of them like people aren't super rational they don't have a tight grasp on reality yeah i want to be a devil's advocate here what what do you think of like the trope or the notion that hey ignorance is bliss Maybe like I maybe I just don't want to be scared by like terrorist attacks or I, I you know I don't want to be stressed about like a very demanding job. I want to have like my nice idyllic you know farm with my wife or with my husband and with, with my pet dog and, and, and like 
living off the land. Yeah. What What do you think of that notion? Well, I think it's a nice position to be in. I think it's important to remember that if you're in that position, you're probably still benefiting from a smarter society. You're still benefiting from the fact that there's these systemic things that work and are dependable and reliable that you didn't build, like the road system, electricity. Like there's there's interesting thought experiment I've read in the past is like like can any one person even build a number two pencil anymore? <laughs> like it, the the graphite is taken from some place, the wood is taken from some place. It's like there's different manufacturers it's brought to along the way. Like no individual person can make a number two pencil. Uh, let alone all the other things, let alone a computer, right? Let right. alone all the things that we use uh, in our lives. And so we're dependent on this system and the system is comprised of, of smart people. So you're, you're part of the game of, of where like a better society, better but what if I'm like totally a hermit? Better. What if I'm totally a hermit? Maybe I just literally, uh, you know, make my clothes out of, you know, like leaves and I farm my own crops and I, tend my own sheep and have my like hunting dogs with me yeah and like i milk my own cow i mean i would say that you know my argument there is that you're still being protected by broader society <laughs> like you might be able to live in this ignorance is bliss little bubble but there's some you know nefarious yeah. characters going to come after you and if they're you know using technologically more advanced tools they will you know mess up your little you know heavenly earthly heaven Right, so like you you still need like uh, like you're you're dep you're in this ecosystem where there are other actors. You're not you're yeah. not never truly alone. Yeah, you're generally dependent on some other levels of private and public entities. Or people are... will insert themselves into your reality. Yeah, if you don't have the means to like defend or protect yourself. Yeah, I think it's a little different because like not a lot of people. I think having the means to defend yourself is a little bit different from thinking ignorance is bliss right like, i'm saying that like, if you're fully <laughs> ignorant then like you are also you also i think have to be ignorant of danger okay because like if you're not if you're super happy then you're almost ignorant of all the risks that might happen so if you start thinking about the risk then you're probably not blissful anymore and if you're going down this road of protecting yourself then you'll probably have to be like hey if you're smarter you can protect yourself better because you need a tighter grasp on reality to even understand the risks properly to assess like what you want to do to defend yourself right i think it once you start like teasing into like oh i'm not the only thing that like has agency in this world yeah like there's other things like that could affect me that like bring risk into my life then you're already opening up hey if you are smarter you can defend against those risks even better yeah like, which goes again down the path a smarter entity you know helps create a better society that there's that there's always something you can do better to be smarter in that world like i i guess i'm a little yeah. caught up on the idea of like defending yourself like where where that came in um well i think it's like in any yeah i'm happy to explain a little bit more i i, I think in any sort of idyllic situation right there's gonna be outside risk right like you know whatever hurricane happens yeah what if you know you know some roving tribes people come and try to steal your livestock right now it's like hey i have to like start thinking about how to defend oneself like you cannot be that, fully so, ignorant anymore so what about i mean there's a lot of people in society today that are just say ignorance is bliss and just just kind of plug in and, and do whatever a regular job be unambitious and whatever like what would you say to that person like i guess yeah if they're not defending themselves they can get taken over but like that's not the real concern 
that's a very unlikely edge sure. case. Yeah, yeah. Like what's that's... if you're just if you're living a life where you say you say ignorance is bliss. Like you can do that in 2016. You can live in a major city and just say like, "Hey, ignorance is bliss. I'm gonna do my thing. I don't really care right. um, about." Then like, my answer problems. to you would be, "Hey, you're living in a world where there are utilities, right. like your water, your electricity, your literally your job is created by someone that's given, like had to you know not be ignorant to put together a system that can like keep you alive." Right. And maybe if you were smarter in that system, you could more even better like live easily like yeah. maybe instead of working your nine to five maybe you can work nine to ten yeah because now you're smarter and you can do your nine to five really really efficiently yeah so you can always sort of like even improve your ignorance is bliss state not to mention that again you're living on the shoulders of giants who've created this system yeah. for you and i think that there will be more opportunity for people to have that mindset as society develops right like there will be more and more abundance a, more and more a, resources so more people can be i think i think it's actually a very like luxurious kind of privileged thing to say that ignorance is bliss because you would never say that if you were in like a war-torn country or like famine or something you'd be like trying to figure it out right i think it's very like ignorance is bliss is like yeah like most things are taken care of by like other people by other people other i'm fine but i think that in in situations of necessity i don't think that you would hear that being said <laughs> like yeah. I, I think that people are just like survival kicks in you're like all right i gotta be better 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 and we happen to live in a society where like we're not like under the gun of famine or, or some like catastrophe to, so people do have the ability and it's good it's like it's like society has generated wealth and luxury to where people can have that attitude and not die tomorrow like people right. can say oh ignorance is bliss but i would still say it's a it's it's a privilege and it's something that's built by the fact that better brains have made a society yeah, people like before that. you with smart brains made it for us right you're living off the largesse of our ancestors and that it's even that type of thing becomes more possible as we have smarter better systems yeah. thinking um i think i think um one thing one thing to kind of wrap it up that I, that is interesting and one of the important reasons why we added in this axiom is this idea of metcalf's law so Metcalf's law is this idea that it's some computer networks. Yeah, that yeah. that you know, if I have a computer, that's great. I have a computer, but what's really great is when everyone has a computer. The value of my computer is like significantly more Improved valuable. When my computer can talk to your computer, and they can, and, and there's thousands of other computers to talk to you. Right. So you imagine the world where like there were first like a few mainframes and then there were like 20 mainframes, the, the value of the network got way more valuable. And now no, that so there's, there's billions, now like, yeah. It, it's significantly more valuable because you have all sorts of websites, all sorts of resources. So that's Metcalf's law, like in its original form. And we think about Metcalf's law in terms of, hey, it's really good if one individual can be smarter. It's good if you can do better on your SATs or do better at your job. That's really cool. But that when society as a whole, when everyone gets better, if everyone is 20%, say, more performant, then you you start to see some second order effects. They're really interesting. Yeah, no, I think that's a great closing point. And this is the homework thought experiment for everyone that's listening. Imagine if if you've seen Bradley Cooper's Limitless. In that movie, only he was like this genius. What if the entire society there were Bradley Cooper level smart? Right. What kind of world would that look like? Yep. And we'll leave you guys with that. Find us on, uh, again, on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Give us comments and feedback. Um, again, it's always a pleasure to talk. And it's even more fun when we, we have questions and, and, and live conversations with all of you guys. Thanks.